You look just like I did at your age. Please don't say that, Dad. I'm 16 years old. I'm not a child. Don't you take that tone of voice with me, young lady. Love you, Dad. I love you too, son. You're listening to Honey, We Made a Disney Podcast. Two friends since spelling hello with our calculators. Now dad's reliving the Disney movies we grew up on with our own kids. I'm J.B. Wagner. And I'm Eddie Ferguson. And on today's episode, we're not sure if our high school chemistry teacher would make any big league as we review The Rookie. But first, before that, J.B., how are you and the family doing? You guys doing okay? Doing good. We recently celebrated uh, another milestone for my son. Uh, So obviously we had a few family over. He's got his best friend and their family over. The boys don't go to the same school, so they don't get to see each other quite as much as they used to when uh, they were just in preschool. So uh, whenever they do get together, it's always like a momentous occasion, getting them to come hang out and stuff like that. And uh, they hadn't seen each other a while. and bring them together, pumping them full of sugar and cake and other things like that. Um, and uh, things started getting re- kind of riled up. We're sitting there just talking. All of a sudden we hear a slam and then there was a pot that had broken. And then later on, after having dinner, they went out into um, the backyard and they were uh, just jump on the trampoline. And I said this sixth sense, like the dad sense were like, I haven't checked on them in a while. So I just peered my head out and they are wrestling, but there's always the question mark. Is it fun wrestling? Are they having a good time? Or is this like, no, this is escalated beyond it. And I look and I see the fire in their eyes and the throwing of arms that aren't landing anything because they're too close to each other. And uh, my daughter is on the side of the trampoline. They're pushing up against it, like crying hysterically. And the two boys are just tussling so hard. And it's just like whip open the door. Hey, stop that. Come out. We have to like make each other apologize to each other, all of that. And then we're like, does anybody want cupcakes? <laughs> yes, cupcakes. And then everybody was fine. But so it was a little bit of an emotional roller coaster of a, of a birthday party. Cupcakes solve so many problems. We should bring that to all of Twitter needs more cupcakes. I have been off Twitter for a month now. How are you surviving? Isn't that shocking? I don't know. I but I I have I've been doing all right. It is now going to be bought by one Elon Musk. That has officially happened too. It's that today? Did that just come? I know that he was now coming back around to it. After. Yeah, he's coming back around. I don't think it's finalized, but he's come back around. It's not to final, it. final. Okay. So let's tweet at Elon Musk. Add cupcakes to Twitter. <laughs> Hand out more free cupcakes. And It'll not save not, not digital emoji cupcakes. No, real I want to click click a button and be able to send this person a real cupcake. I'm going to start doing that from now on. You sound like you need a cupcake. But enough about me. Uh, let's talk about some Disney news. Uh, I, I, oh, hold you hold on. Before you go, I, I think if we ever get a merch store, some T-shirts that say, you look like you could use a cupcake. I'm down for that. I'm going to start. Or do you need a cupcake? Something like that. We need to. I'm on Vistaprint right now making these t-shirts. So there we go. (laughs) Uh, One of the few Disney news we have this week. Last week we had a ton of it. But this week, uh, the big news 
it's not big news. It's just some updates from uh, Marvel. They're just letting us know <laughs> that they've delayed a couple movies. The most obvious one that we all kind of were pretty sure was going to happen just based off of um, the the first release dates. It was Avengers, uh, Secret Wars, and Kang Dynasty. They were going to be like six months apart when they yeah. first released the dates in 2025. And Secret Wars, the second of those films, they've pushed it off from November 2025 to May. So that was a good move. I don't think anybody has any qualms about that. It's like, yeah, don't release two giant Avengers movies in the same year. Give us a little bit more time between that. And uh, it's not here in what what you send in the release dates, Uh, though they moved up Deadpool. Did you see the video with Hugh Jackman and Ryan Reynolds? I think the whole world saw this. It was uh, great. Of Wolverine is going to be in Deadpool 3. I have never seen any of the Deadpool movies. It, they're pretty intense. The first two were, yeah. the, the two of them were pretty intense. And we may have had to fast forward a lot of that first one. We're like yeah. half this movie. Yeah. I'm like, oh, there's just, yep, okay. Yep, we're too we, much, too much. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. But the video, the release video alone is worth it to see Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman kind of, uh, announcing this it was pretty and the second one clever well done the second one was great when they when they talk about hey this is what the movie's going to be about and then it goes and the music plays over music over top of them and they're just like acting out all of these different things loved that love that energy but yeah i think nobody believed that you could get two avengers films out within six months especially all this bad press that they're getting with all the vfx art uh, artist like I'm, I, I don't know if you, I, I mean, I'm seeing more and more of these articles come out of like borderline slave labor of how they're treating some of these artists. Yeah, um, it's not, not, not good for them right now. Just to crank all this out. And everybody lays it straight at the feet of Marvel of just like, this is Marvel's fault. This is Marvel's fault. Like, whoa. Okay. The, so Deadpool, it's now moved back one month, uh, two months. Uh, a little bit mm-hmm. later into uh, 2024. Uh, another film that just got delayed uh, due heavily to the fact that they um, are looking for a new director is Blade, which is um, starring Maharshala Ali. Ali. I'm get, I butchered that so bad. So Mar- badly. Maharsha- Maharshala, Maharshala Ali. Ali. Yeah. Uh, so Basim Tariq, he left the picture, and so now they're looking <clears> for a new director. So um, uh, that pushback from September 6, 2024 to... Um, oh, it's now in September 6, 2024. It had previously going to be at the end of next year. Um, have you year. have you watched Werewolf by Night yet? I have not. I have not either, but I'm hearing really good buzz. And then apparently there's a Blade connection. Ooh, I've seen some thumbnails to to mm-hmm. point to that. So I'm gonna have to check. I'm gonna have to check that out. The, I I it's on my list. It just hasn't haven't had the time to do it yet. We had birthday parties like before, and other things happening to where. Well, we, we also had one of our favorite TV shows just got released on Netflix. The third season of Dairy Girls. Oh, have I've you watched this show? Watched that. Yeah. Horrible language, but it's set in Northern Ireland, 
in the 1990s. Okay. Like you don't you don't understand half the things that they're saying, but yeah, that's what we've been <laughs> we've been watching. The other thing that got bumped uh, is Fantastic Four. We've still yeah. I was expecting more information about this, especially after there was a cameo inside of. Uh, and it's Feige's favorite. Like he is open. Like this is his favorite. This is his baby to see a good Fantastic Four finally come to screen. Yeah, they pushed. But this we one, haven't heard anything. Nothing. Nothing at all. This got pushed back three months from November 2024 to the following to the next February. 2025 2025 is going to have a lot of a lot of content in it um but yeah so those are some of the headlines that just popped up recently of some uh changes coming so for some of the some of the marvel films they're just shifting everything around everything's getting all moved around don't hold i'm looking at our dates right now uh from phase five when we talked about this earlier in the year um a couple months ago at comic-con when they release all this stuff and yeah there's definitely already some some moving around and stuff like that but it's okay we'll keep you up to date as these things come and go uh but some things stay for a long time we, we talked about this beforehand we want to talk about um favorite halloween films now that we're fully into the halloween mode tis the season tis the season uh eddie when i said hey let's do top five you were like "Ooh, i don't know that i have five halloween films that i really did, love did you did you have five i just i wrote down a bunch i wrote down several films i don't know how should we should we clarify what we mean by halloween films because it's kind of it can be broad i don't think it's i don't think it's as big like i think it's christmas, to each his own christmas films has basically have to happen on Christmas. I don't feel the same way about Halloween. I don't feel like it needs to be set on Halloween. It just needs to be either Halloween themed, like it's the, it takes place in Halloween, or just spooky, scary. I I, I would agree with that because I would say my number one does not take place on Halloween. It's just very, you know, as I just said, tis the season. My other two that I thought of initially, yes, are very much Halloween take place on Halloween movies. So we're going to do this. We're going to do our, our top top three. So we're going to count down three, two, one. Did you have them ranked or do you just have three of them? Um, I'd say these are ranked. Ranked. Okay. Gotcha. Do you want to start us off with number three? Number three, I chose It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. This is one of my absolute favorites with Linus waiting for the Great Pumpkin uh, it's just kind of a very Charlie Brown esque take on on Halloween, and I think everybody talks about like the Thanksgiving episode or especially the Christmas one. This for me is definitely the underrated of all of them, and we always watch it every Halloween, even before <laughs> we had kids. Like I watch it every year just because I like Charlie Brown so much. So I'd say number three for me is it's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Okay. Well, my number three for here is one that I hadn't actually seen till last year, but it's a classic. I hadn't seen it all the way through before. I'd seen like moments and stuff because people talk about it a lot. There was a great podcast series about it that came out in 2018 or 2019, a limited series. Um, So my number three is Halloween, Michael Myers. I I hadn't seen that ever. Great spook. 
great, great, great jumps, great uh, long, like, how are we going to ever kill this guy? Is he, What's he going to do next? Where is he going to pump, pump up next? There's been a million sequels to it. Most of them I haven't seen or even thought about trying to see because they look so hokey. Well, and then apparently the last one, quote unquote, just came out. Um this is with Jamie Lee Curtis coming back. Yeah, this is supposed to be Maybe this one. is the time she kills him until a decade later when they're like, you know what we need? We need another reboot. We need another Halloween. Of Halloween, yep. So number three uh, is Halloween. It's a more traditional Halloween movie. And I have to say, uh, I have not seen it either. I have never seen Halloween. Somehow that escaped me. I was, as a kid, I don't really remember liking really scary movies too much yeah and a lot of this stems from when i was in elementary school we were over at my cousin's house and we watched child's play like the chucky movie oh no no haunted my nightmares for years and ever (laughs) since then don't don't i can't i you know i've never i now enjoy a good really scary movie but it's it's still it takes a lot well, the the they've brought it into turn it into a tv series on peacock so you can oh you gosh can, you no can join back in eddie well and then i jumped forward and it was like in high school then i remember being over at Derek anger's house and we watched the ring and scared the living daylights out of me <laughs> Mm-hmm. That was like the second scary movie I ever remember watching in my life because I don't really like them so much. So there's there's that. Um, number two for me is Hocus Pocus. Um, we this is very much a tradition. Like we watch it every year is a, around Halloween week. Um, it's just. We could go on and on uh, of how just nostalgia and good that movie is. But yeah, that is it is a must watch. It is a must watch for Halloween. You can listen to our review of both Hocus Pocus earlier in the I'll have to go look and see which episode number it is. Uh, oh, yeah. But then last week we talked about Hocus Pocus 2 and our just fondness for the, how they how they handled uh, bringing that back. My number two is one that my wife introduced me to uh, when we got married. She loves loves scary films, loves all of them, so she's brought me into the fold on a lot of these. But The Conjuring, it is one of the best scary films ever. It's in the it's on the Mount Rushmore of all scary films for most for a lot of people, um, and it's fantastic, great acting, great storyline. Um, we were just talking today about how we want to get that, want to watch that again um, this Halloween season because it's just one of the best um, freaky movies out there. I've never seen it. I think you should. Yeah, I've not seen any on your list so far. That and The Conjuring, they've done a couple of them. Yes, there's a whole Conjuring uh, universe. There's not only Ooh. the primary couple who um, it's based off of the, this one couple who went out and did a lot of. Uh, um, conjuring. conjuring a lot of conjuring that they did uh, <laughs> um, and my wife right now as she's listening to the podcast she's saying the names these are the names of the people I can't remember their names but it's great it's a great movie whose names I can't, <laughs> I can't remember all of um, you should go watch it all of you yes all of you all of but you. they they not only do follow their story in several different movies but then they also spur off and go hey you know this random thing that they were kind of loosely connected to 
well, we're going to do a whole backstory to that thing too. Um, so that's where number two, uh, the conjuring is for me. So Eddie, what was your number one? Um, not per se a Halloween movie, but we watch it every year around Halloween, uh, Harry Potter. And I would say particularly the first three are just feel much more fall Halloween ish to me. And I, and I know I've heard this online of other people. There's like certain people that they would say, no, no, no. Halloween is, is more Christmas. I watch it at Christmas time. And then there's others who say, no, no, no. It's more of a, a, a Halloween thing. It's definitely but Halloween. For, I would agree. I, yeah, I would say it's, it's definitely Halloween. And we just find ourselves uh, every October watching several of the Harry Potter movies. Um, and in particular, those those first few just feel fairly Halloween-ish to me. Prisoner of Azkaban, that soundtrack. So good. The last one Williams did for Harry Potter. Oh, was John Williams for that? Yeah, John Williams scored the first three Harry Potters. And that, that main theme. Yeah, is, I know he did the first theme, so. Yeah, yeah. He did the first three films. That, that's why they're so beloved. That mm-hmm. was on my that was on my honorable mentions. I have that on my honorable mention. The ring for sure. When you said it, I'm always like, oh, should I pull that back up? Um, I couldn't watch the ending of that movie the first like nine times I watched it. It was just so freaky. Her pulling her pulling her hair back and stuff like that. I just have the memory of after watching that at Derek's house and all of us being so freaked out. And then I think Caleb went to the bathroom. And we all went and got cups of water and dumped water <laughs> under the, the door jam. Oh, and the, yes. And he's like, I hate you all. I hate you all. <laughs> I also had a skeleton key on here. Another really good one. And Hitchcock, the birds. I just want to take an entire Halloween uh, time to just watch a bunch of Hitchcock films. As many as I well, can get see, a hold of, it, of her. For I, did, I didn't know Hitchcock would, would be valid in this. Okay, now we're off to the races. There's a lot of good ones. It's not a, It's not the first thing I think of when I think of Halloween, but it should be, right? Like Psycho. Psycho bird, for sure. Birds. That's, for that's sure. my top. That's, that's, on my, that's on my list for sure. I really like uh, Vertigo is oh, yeah. a really good one. Um, Rear Window. Rear Window. So good. Uh, Rope was always one of my favorites. Uh, Rope is a, it's like a 90 minute movie and it takes, it's like sequential. It's 90 minutes. Like the the story is 90 minutes. So you're watching everything live as it unfolds. And it's a very twisted kind of cynical storyline called Rope where these guys are trying to pull off the perfect murder and also like brag about it. I, that's one that's one of the Hitchcocks that I have not seen yet. So yeah, I need to add if, you, it. if you if you can get your hands on rope, it's it's really intriguing. It's very original. Yep. But my number one, so those are all my honorable mentions, but my number one, the one that I watch every single year, and it was the first DVD I ever watched because I saw it at saw this at Circuit City. My first I was walking through, it's like, oh, that's what a DVD is. And they had it playing there. And it is Tim Burton's Sleepy Hollow. Ah, oh, yes. That's that's my go-to every year. I gotta watch Sleepy Hollow. So it's it's on. What it's is on that on? Right I don't know which streaming channel it's on. I ended up just buying it a couple years ago just so I could 
have it for all time just so I could have it ready to go and I didn't have to put in a DVD. It is so good. It is so good. It's it's Uh, the quintessential Halloween um, movie for me, like hands down. So can I have an honorable mention? Yes, you can. I thought of one in the midst of all of this. I would like to give a shout out to Ernest Scared Stupid (laughs) with the trolls that they have to fight off with squirt guns filled with milk. You guys, did you watch the Ernest movies? Not really. That have been big in the Wagner fan. Aw. Ernest scares Stu. uh, Ernest saves Christmas. Ernest goes to jail. Ernest goes to summer camp. All of those. Um, But Ernest scared stupid. The Halloween one was was my favorite as a kid. I mean, yeah. So shout and, out to Ernest. And I love too. that you've got the very family friendly list. And then I've got more of the <laughs> horror and classics list. I, I appreciate I appreciate the energy you're bringing to this. I didn't find scary, crazy movies until sophomore year of college. Um, Carlos, of course, made me watch all of those. Um and like all the exorcism movies, all of those. Ugh, some of them I can't. I can't. I know that The Conjuring is kind of in that. It's in that same realm, but still, it's the most palatable of all of them. I can't. Yeah, I can't do. I can't do it. I can't nope. do these. Some of these things. Just, no, yeah. no, 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 no. Can't do it. And I don't like like crazy gore like that. And so yeah. like some of the ho- more horror ones, I just mm, can't do it. But I also think of just like scary movies like M. Night Shyamalan. Like those are fun, good like more thrillers, you know? That is true. Yeah. Ex- I was trying to think of sign happening. if signed <laughs> happening. I was trying to think if like signs if that would fit in here. I mean, it kind of all sort of does, but if it's spooky, if it scares you, you know what? Watch it. But yeah. the Eddie, do you have some uh suggestions for people on Disney Plus? I, I know do. you said you said Hocus Pocus. We've got one and two yeah. on there already, but so we are big fans of the new Mickey Mouse shorts mm-hmm. um, and just all those styles. And you've had like the wonderful world of Mickey Mouse and they've done like winter and spring and summer. Well, the very first one is they did the Mickey Mouse Halloween spooktacular. Have you seen this? We literally watched that right before we got onto this podcast. That was what we were watching. Mm-hmm we love this thing. Like we have to ration how often Lewis gets to watch this. Cause he just could watch it on repeat all the time. And I love it too. I think it is. It is hilarious. It's also like, this is a kid's cartoon. Like it's got some edginess to yep. it in the, in the storytelling. Um, but I would say if you haven't watched it, it's a 22 minutes. Well spent to go watch. It's just a good old, and they've got great gags in it. There's just so many great gags throughout that whole thing. That was that was going to be the top of my list to to suggest to people. But uh, there's also one that we didn't mention in any of our any of our list was we still got the Nightmare Before Christmas. If you wanted to watch it as a Halloween movie or is it a Christmas movie? Some of you are going to be like, no, that's a Halloween movie. So um, got that. There's the Haunted Mansion. Um, How much? Ma- what did we give that? I'm I'm looking up what we ended up. You're going to go look at uh, that while I'm... Uh, are you finding that? No, it got buried. I can't find it in the list. It's up It's, we... up, it's up pretty early. It's pretty early in our list, but... There's also the Muppets Haunted Mansion that came out last year. Which you did not like. Yeah, I didn't really care for it. I'm. I, we, it was mostly for you, Eddie. We just rewatched that, and I'm like, what was JB smoking? This is so good. Mm. Yeah. 
And fun, uh, I also was just like kind of going down through here, but uh, Halloween Town, there's a lot of that's a cult favorite, not my favorite <laughs> at all. Fell asleep you were texting in that movie. me through it, it was so bad. Uh, but there's some there's some stuff for you guys to watch if you're sitting there going, Hey, Disney, give me some Halloween stuff. Well, they have, they've yeah. got a whole Halloween section, yeah, it's not like the most amazing and it's not super scary stuff on there because. Come on, guys. It's Disney Plus. You probably have to go over to Hulu for that. But I thought you would have mentioned the classic Disney Channel movie, Twitches. I didn't even know it existed until I saw the, it earlier while I was perusing. Yeah, yeah, the two twin witches. You would T say that tomorrow. is Twitches. TN tomorrow. There we go. But that's it. That's all the Disney news we got for you today. But uh, that's not what we're here for. We're here to continue talking about all the movies from 1987 to 2005, a.k.a. our childhood. And today's film uh, is uh, another sports comeback story. All the, all the things that you expect from a uh, movie of that of that type. And that is... The Rookie. Cue the Disney sound effect. Okay. IMDb description for The Rookie from 2001. We're in 2002. Sorry. We're in two. We covered this last week. Where were you? Come on. Where was I? Where was I? Reading everything. Okay. So IMDb description for this is... A Texas baseball coach makes the major league after agreeing to try out if his high school team made the playoffs. Okay. Solid. Solid, very vague, but you know what? It's okay. Eddie, what was your favorite half of this film, of these two films? I mean, one film. <laughs> that, did you feel that too? That this was like two films just kind of like smushed together? We got the story of... The the rising team that can't doesn't believe in themselves but l- learns to believe in themselves and then you've got uh, this uh, old uh, guy who's forty something trying to make it big in in because he never did before. Did you feel the tension of that at all? I I didn't feel the tension of that. Uh, I, to me, that kind of made sense. I felt like that kind of flowed a little bit. What I felt the tension for was. The weird story at the beginning that they bring bring back quickly at the end. <laughs> With um, the nuns and the baseball diamond. And the flower, the rose petals and everything trying like that. Trying to make this field of dreams or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Is that what, I didn't, what they were trying to do there? I just didn't track with that very, very much at all. Like you could have totally left that out. Yes. And I, I would have I would have had the exact same experience because it's funny because they have this whole like, oh, the whole town really cares about this. No, they don't. They only care about football. Right. Nobody cares about baseball. And that whole story should have set up to where this was like the one city inside of all of Texas that loves baseball more than football. But they didn't. Mm-hmm. It was just like, well, this kind of legend of they have kind of have it and then they move on. Unless he's supposed to be the fulfillment of it, like that's what I'm trying to figure out. You're telling me that later, some guy making Major League Baseball was the prayer that these poor sisters prayed over rose petals all these years ago, like for two seasons. Yeah, he may. He gets back and he gets to play for two seasons. 
Yeah. The whole time I'm the whole time I was sitting there going like, is this based off a true story? No, this can't be based off. Oh, it actually was. It actually was based off of a true story. Had you never seen this before? Was this your first time? I had, but I forgot all about it. All the only thing I remembered was the radar gun. That's 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 it. It's just him him doing the radar gun and I obviously it's all the feel good Disney stories like he's going to get make the team somehow um but and that that was all I really remembered about it I forgot all about the kids forgot completely about the nuns <laughs> and their the folklore that it's this sets this thing up for so long um it was just a long setup they just took too long with it yeah I know right Desquade isn't in it till like the 20 minutes in or something well, you have the long setup with the nuns, and then you go into the long setup about his childhood. Yeah, which Brian is Cox okay. being horrible to his son. The yeah, whole time for no reason. And I mean, it pays off in the end. But I, it, it's because you have the weird story about the founding of the town, and then we go to this. Then we get to that story. You know, there's just too much setup. There's just too much. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Like, why are we adding to this? It's already got a decent runtime. Why did yep. you need to tag this on? Um, it just felt like a very odd artistic choice. That being said, if we would just cut off the nuns praying over the town founding story, just trim that away. Even the him growing up and moving around as a Navy brat and, you know, the complicated relationship with his dad and baseball being his love and everything. That works for me. Uh, And I'm even okay with kind of the bifurcated storyline of the high school team making districts to kind of push him to go try out. And then, you know, him, you know, fulfilling this dream of of pitching in the majors. Um, I think this is Disney sports drama storytelling at, 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 you know, at its finest. You know, this is just Disney... They are really good at this to tell a good, compelling story that just tugs at your heartstrings. Now, I know I'm the more emotional one of the two of us and that somehow your emotion chip fell out somewhere (laughs) in the birthing process. But I was choking back the tears at the end. The part... Uh, this was, it was heart And I don't remember it being that kind of heart-wrenching and, and emotional there at the end. Like, yeah, it really tugged at me. The part that got me that I actually did start to like tear up at when he's on the phone with his wife and he's, and she yes. says, you know who you got to tell now. Yes. And then he just that, takes a moment, gets the kid on the line, and then he tells his son that's the part where I was like inside, just like weeping hysterically, um, thinking about <laughs> now, it, about this. You were weeping on the inside. I'm weeping on the outside. That's exactly I, what I, you'd I, expect for us to be doing. I, I I carry enough motion for the two of us. But the moment you're right, the moment she says that, and then he just kind of, and he this is where, up. yeah. I and I I don't know. Like I've I guess I've never thought of Dennis Quaid as like a really great actor or whatever. But in this movie, there were several moments where I'm like, he's showing his chops. Like he's not an accidental success here. He's actually a really good actor. And those, that was one of those moments. He just has a, a, 
this performance is so good, it's subtle. And that moment, he just kind of pulls that phone back a little bit, and you can see him realizing this is, you know, this is hitting him, this is hard. He, he even gets choked up. It was just such a, a beautiful little subtle moment that is not easy for actors to pull off. So the the hard part of this film was that mostly the context of me seeing it because we just recently did remember the tight remember the Titans, which is an almost flawless film. Like it's so good, next level acting performance by Denzel Washington. He's at his finest. Amazing speeches. Dennis Quaid's speeches in this film are not good. They are not inspiring. They are very subpar. If you look is at that, just like halftime. Is that, is that Dennis Quaid or is that the character? I I can't the the lines that he was saying didn't there there was no gravitas to them. There wasn't even if Denzel had said these lines, he would have improvised them and made them better because the lines themselves were just completely not they like we need one win. Or no Two years ago, we had one win. Next year, we had two wins. This year, we got 16 wins. We need 17. It was just like, blam, blam. That's not. It was so, it was so dry. On, I don't think he necessarily gave a great performance in them, but at the same time, the content he was working with was not very good. So the, I would say that's where a part of me was like, uh, no. Like, I, I expect if there's going to be a sports movie, I need a rip roaring seize the moment raise everybody else up yeah. and it was almost like they didn't really care yeah that's fine wait what are you gonna do coach oh you haven't lived your dream but you're telling us to live our dream why don't you do it hey guys let's make coach this would be funny if we made coach like try out okay i guess we're gonna do this long con to get him to to, to, to actually this do long the, con this thing I that that's what it felt like to me. It felt like an afterthought. I was like, oh, he didn't say something super inspiring. They were just like, bro, what if we just made our coach do this thing? Because he 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 promised he would. Okay, then let's just real. We gotta really do this, and they committed to the bit as hard as they could. That's kind of there were some moments. I know that they did go on, and they probably had life changing moments. Blah 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 blah. That's what I felt going. He didn't give them. He didn't give them something where like I would die for this. I would die for I, Riley. I would die I, for this coach. I didn't. I'm I, like, what did he do that did that for them? Other than he threw a fast ball. I love your description there. It is so like cynical, not cynical. Of like, what did he do? Like, of course, maybe he changed his life or whatever. Blah 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 blah. <laughs> love that. No, I I think we expect a Disney sports movie to kind of have the rousing speeches. Yes. You know, you've got Remember the Titans coming up where in 2004 they released Miracle with Kurt Russell. Amazing big speech moments in that movie. Um, This, I don't know. I think for this one, I loved the personal... Uh, more individual story of this, where those two movies are very much about the team accomplishing, and we have these these huge yes. rousing moments. This was for me a totally different sports film. It wasn't a team uh, movie. It wasn't. It was about this individual, and it. I walked away going, I love how measured this movie was. That 
they lingered on shots, you know, like him at night under the headlights, throwing the ball up against the fence. Like one that it was just beautifully composed. It was a beautiful shot. And then second of all, it just kind of shows the, the long frustration of him as an individual not pursuing or not being able to attain his dream. Like there's just so many little like vignettes and scenes in this movie that I felt like, yeah, this is just a totally different sports film. It is, it is an intimate kind of personal view on one person's struggle to reach their dreams within the sports arena. And I have to say, while I'm on this rant, I am not a fan of baseball. I have been very open about this. I find baseball boring. Um, But it felt like this film, I'm not saying this film was boring, but I'm saying I felt like this film reflected the sport. In that... Like, (laughs) when you think about it, like, okay, let's just take the other ones. Like, football and hockey are both high intensity, very physical games, very much oriented around the team. You have to have the team. Baseball is a lot slower, a little more measured. Yeah. And it is a little more focused on the individual players and their individual impact. So for me, it felt more like this film reflected the sport um, instead of kind of shoehorning in, um, in this. Plus, how is a baseball coach ever going to give a rousing speech about such a boring sport? There's nothing to get excited and pump people up about with this. No. What about home runs, Eddie? You don't love, you love a good home run or stolen base. Yeah. It's, it's always the home run is given by like double play, triple play home runs always done by like the big chubby guy. And then he's like waddling, (laughs) waddling the bases. And it's like, well, of course he wants to hit a home run. So that way he doesn't have to run. That's his motivation. Exactly why they want to hit home runs. The diving catches, the right before he, Get, hits the home run, grabbing it right before the fan can grab it. Right out of the fence. Right out of the fence. Yeah. Yeah. No, no baseball is just not my thing. But um, I did enjoy this movie. It had been a really long time since I had seen this. Um, the first part, yeah, is a bit slow as it's kind of coming together. But I think it's well shot. Um, and I like the soundtrack. I think this is key to a good sports movie. I realized this as I was watching this, like sports movies need to have a lot of needle drops in them. Like just, just give me, you know, what was the soundtrack of the time and stuff, you know, and especially some good kind of like honky tonk country is mixed in here. We got to have the, the big dramatic pieces, but then you also got to have when the sidekick is doing their thing to when the guys are, are trying to, to, to figure out how to stop the deer from eating all the, the grass and you get their little, their little tune um, that's going on right there. I, I think we need to change our intro to this podcast and just use you doing that little sidekick song right there. Copyrighted by Honey, We Made a Disney Podcast Incorporated. <laughs> we got the the actor from Two and a Half Men, the half part of that. This is, yeah. I don't know if this is his movie debut, but he's 
here early on and then uh is i think he was already a part of two and a half men at this point maybe they were trying to prop up this movie a little bit with some more star power but um his wife um rachel griffith rachel griffith she's been in a lot of things as well um that are all slipping my mind because i lost the imdb screen that i normally have right here that tells me all the information that can sound more um powerful but she is a powerful texas woman she don't need a man helping her keep things running at the house so such a great line such a great line in that movie i i, I love i think the the phone scenes between the two of them and and her in particular there's just some really fine subtle acting throughout all those scenes that i i don't know i thought they were really good her her measured way of not saying that she really didn't want him to do it and then finally telling him he's crushed. Then she comes back around and says, no, you need to do it. And then her just full commitment. I'm supporting you in this endeavor. We're going to make it work. I will say like that, 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 that is a lot. That's a lot, mm-hmm. lot. That's a lot of good um, energy from her on that. So I will, I will, I will, sure. know, I'll, I'll give it a little bit, a little bit more, a little I, bit more, a little bit more love. A little bit more love. You're you're winning. You're wooing me a little bit higher as I think about how I'm going to rate this film because I I had no I had no idea coming in here what I'm going to rate it. But I don't want to throw. I don't want us to jump to that unless you've got other things you want to talk about other than the the quintessential throwing pitching in the rain. We two got two of them in in here well, with him as a young kid and now him as an adult in tryouts. And I got like I said it earlier, I think this is a really beautifully shot film um, and that they just kind of took their time with some of the shots. Uh, and there's some really iconic scenes. Yes, you've got him pitching in the rain is a good one. The headlights against the chain link that I mentioned before. You'd mentioned the on the side of the road pitching past the speed radar sign um, and then him walking past it and you see it blink on. It was you know, seven, if it's thought he was 75, but it was actually 95. Um, yeah, all of those things. I was like, there's just some really well constructed vignettes or, or images that as I was watching this, I'm like, wow, this is, I, I remember these just kind of the look and the feel of some of these shots is purdy. That's what I'm saying. It was a pretty movie. Purdy. You know, I, I'm so mad that I didn't make this the intro, the segue for this this film, the, this line. You know what we get to do today, Brooks? We get to play baseball. I should have I should have made that. You know what we get to do, Eddie? We get to talk about baseball. <laughs> Is talking about baseball better or worse than watching baseball? Ooh, that's really hard. I think the worst is somebody trying to talk to you about baseball <laughs> when you don't want you don't to care. talk about baseball. You don't watch the world. Um, the, you don't watch uh, the playoffs every year. The World Series hunt. No, I think maybe like I've caught ten minutes in the past uh, few years. Uh, a year ago, I went to my very first professional baseball yes. game. Saw Dodgers fact, and Reds close up. If you can see hanging up here on my wall, I do have a L.A. Dodgers jersey hanging up there, but uh, that was a a gift from a close friend. We went to the game. Uh, We got uh, third row behind home plate. Yeah, that was crazy. um, With an all-you-can-eat prime beef uh, 
buffet beforehand. Then during the game, at the top and bottom of every inning, somebody walked through and it was all you could eat ballpark concessions. So as you can imagine, my priority shifted real quickly. Uh, Didn't care as much about the game and was more focused on how many peanuts and popcorn and slushies uh, I could consume in the course of this this free endeavor. But that was the best baseball game I have ever watched, seen, been to, period. That sounds amazing. Being that close to the field for Dodgers game, I'm very, I'm very uh, <laughs> jealous. I felt so bad because it was so wasted on me, uh, but went with close friends who are red. One's a Reds fan. One's a Dodgers fan. So uh, they enjoyed it. They had a blast. So looking through my notes, one thing I want to talk about, Eddie would you have left your child uh, in no. a stroller? I, when he put him in the stroller and, oh, that. and pulled him right out to the gate, then that was okay. But the whole time I'm sitting there freaking out, I'm like, How, what is he going to do? He has no one to watch his 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 like newborn child. I would have done gonna, it. He's going to give it to a mom that's like nearby. But then he he wheeled him out in the stroller right next to the gate. And I was like, this is just this just works, just barely works. What did you think? Well, yes, it just barely works, and I'm like, I could see myself trying to try that a little bit. But then it starts raining, right? And I'm and the whole time I'm going, what about the baby? It's the baby. Did it like run back and put the baby back? Are you leaving the baby out in the separ- rain? You can't leave a baby a out in the rain. Tryout. The rain was a separate tryout, though. No, I thought it was. Well, maybe you're right. Yeah. Yeah. The the maybe rain wasn't the this. same tryout. That was like he went and then he got all the callbacks to come back and prove that it wasn't a fluke. But I know that if I, because they had him like pitch however many the, times. The it's times, you know yeah. well yeah. I I was thinking, okay, what is he doing with his baby though? Like this is getting a little bit longer. This is a little bit harder. I thought you were going to ask, would you ever leave your family to go pursue something like that? And it's like, no, no. Three months on the road. No, I'm not doing that. I spent three weeks away from my family by accident back in January. I was going to come here for like a week, get the house set up, go back, get them and then fly back down and tested positive for COVID. So I couldn't get back in the U.S. for another 10 days. So I ended up being like, Three weeks away from my family, and I almost lost my mind being away from them. It's like, no, thank you. No dream in baseball is ever uh, big enough or important enough for me to walk away from my family for a month, let alone three months or however long it was for, what, two years? It's crazy to think about all and he, the- And he just throws three pitches. That, that, that was I did kind of feel that at the end of the movie where I'm like, oh, so he just got up and he just struck out one guy. That's all you got to do as a reliever. You just got to get get your guy out. But then he had a career. He had a two-year great, great, great span of time there. You know what? I, I was I was feeling higher on this movie, and then I, I did some Wikipedia digging a little bit. Oh, yeah. How close um, it is to the original story. <laughs> it's, it's actually really, really close. It's actually really, really close. But what, like, I feel like one of the things that I loved the most about this movie was the husband and wife relationship and just their communication, their support or whatever. Um, as soon as he got out of the major leagues, they got a divorce. No. Yeah. And I'm like, Stop. oh, no, that breaks he my couldn't, heart. Because he couldn't handle not being in the major leagues anymore. Uh, well, I have no idea. Oh, Wikipedia is not going to tell us why they got a divorce. 
I need to know the story now. This is, I'm going to have to do some digging. She, it was hard. I need some TMZ, something. I need a video. I need something. That's so horrible. Yeah. I was like, and they made this movie anyways. They're like, we're just, we're just, yeah. Part out. Oh my gosh. Okay. There it is anyway. Um, So I'm going to let you go first. Let me go first. Yeah. You need to wrestle this one out. Eddie, I've been thinking about this and I have the perfect number for this film. I have the perfect number. I've nailed the, the number of this film. I love the two so finger on. to the lips. Mm. So I'm giving this straight down the middle two and a half. Whoa. Two and a half. This is right down the middle because it is neither bad nor great. It's, Would you watch it again? I don't really care to watch it again. I was surprised at the ways that it mo- moved me. And at the same time, I don't really care to in to watch it again. That's why I didn't. I I it hurt me that, and I took some points off for the um the lack of like inspirational speeches. But it 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 did all the notes that the majority. I'll say most of the notes it's supposed to. But for that, because it only, basically just did them. That's where I'm giving it right down the middle, two and a half. I don't know if I have any two and a halves on my on my scorecards but i felt like this was the perfect two and a half oh you've like, got some two and a half i do have some two and a halves yeah yeah what else did i give two and a half to pocahontas you I gave think, pocahontas think, a two and I a think, half you know what that's the one you always bring up whenever we bring up you, grades, you always bring up okay fantasia 2000 you gave it a 2.5 we gave Dinosaur a 2.5. I like Dinosaur more than like this film. <laughs> I, think. I was like emotionally pulled into Dinosaur. Now I'm like, should I give this a two instead? But no. So right I in had, the middle. There we go. I had a different experience. I went into this going, I don't remember this movie. Eh, it's baseball. I'm not going to like this movie. Um, watched it and was so moved. Um, that ending was such a tearjerker. There was three or four moments there where I was like really, really tearing up. Um, I got to say, I was coming into this discussion thinking a little more along the lines of maybe giving it as high as a four. I know. Um, But I think, yes, talking it out, definitely well-made points. I think I would bring mine down a whole point. I think I'd come down to a three. I like this. I would sit down and watch this again. I'd just fast forward the part with the nuns. Don't need the nuns. I'll give it a three. And with that, your life has forever been changed by another episode of Honey, We Made a Disney Podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your other favorite podcasts like this one. And while you're there, please leave us a five-star review or share it with your best friend. You can also check us out at honeywemade.com where you can see our full movie list that we referenced as we continue to go through all the Disney movies of 1988 to 2005, better known as our childhood, including next week when we review Lilo and Stitch. Ooh, excited about that. Thank you for listening. And remember, you don't have dreams, you don't have nothing.